taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yes, another episode of PPC Rockstars. And today's Rockstar is not strictly or exclusively PPC. It's uh, a good friend of the show and mine, uh, Mr. Tim Ash, um, well known as the CEO of the, uh, I guess you would say, conversion rate optimization firm, Site Tuners, and the author of what should be everyone's favorite book on the topic, uh, Landing Page Optimization which I'm staring at on my shelf right now. And um, also the author of a couple of other uh, very interesting books, one of which is new and we'll talk about it today. Um, But before we do, I've got a question for Tim that I've always wanted to ask. Uh, We really are good friends and we've had a lot of conversations. We we never have had this one. Um, Tim is is, uh, a uh, full-fledged, rosy-cheeked American citizen but um, not many people know that uh, he was born in um, the USSR at the time, right? Absolutely. What is now Russia. Well, welcome, Tim. I've been talking too much. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, David. It's a pleasure to be back. And um, so, so uh, what were the circumstances under which you, you found yourself here? Well, like you said, this was still in the bad old days of the Soviet Union, um, although I'm not sure modern Russia is much better in some sense. Uh, but um, the, they cracked the door open and started letting um, Soviet Jews leave under the pretext of going to Israel. This was in the early 70s. So we were one wow. of the first to get out. And my dad was, you know, of course, Russian many generations back, but ethnic Jewish is what they considered it. My mom was ethnic Russian. Um, but that was the pretext under which we could leave. And then at those times, only four countries were accepting Soviet refugees, um, Canada, the U.S., Australia, and, of course, Israel. Uh, and so we were thinking we were we spent a week in Vienna, about three months outside of Rome in a little port city called Ostia in Italy. <clears throat> and that's where you kind of waited to figure out where you're going to end up. And we we're thinking, hey, Canada sounds pretty good. It's not any colder than Moscow. <laughs> uh, so it, that's where we were planning to go. And my dad called up his uncle, who traded to the U.S. in the 1920s and was a business success here. And I just imagine this is a transatlantic collect call in 1973 to his Madison Avenue apartment. Of course, like all good Jews, he's wintering where you are in Florida. So he actually transferred the call to Florida and it, and my dad got a hold of his uncle and he says like, hey, Uncle Saul, it's, it's Alex. And, uh, you know, we're in Rome and we're thinking of going to Italy. And then my great uncle said, no, no, Alex, just come to America. I'll take care of everything. Wow. So that five minute call is how I ended up in America as opposed to Canada. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> so um, where did uh, to, to which state and city did you did your family come? So my great uncle had a, one of his businesses was in Albany, New York, which is the capital of New York State. And so we settled there. My parents are both civil engineers, so they quickly actually got into working here as a transferable skill. 
uh, similar to, I'd say, to software engineering these days. So they take Russians or Indians or Chinese, anyone with a good engineering education. And so they had a good second run here. So they followed the jobs. We lived in Albany, then Ann Arbor, Michigan is where I went to junior high. Then I went to high school in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, outside of wow. Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. And then I got the full ride scholarship to go to, to La Jolla, California, uh-huh. the University of California, San Diego, and I never left. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't realize that. Uh, I, I had the impression that your family had settled in San Diego. So you know, um, My brother followed me out here eventually to attend uh, UC San Diego as well, but then he moved on. Right. So... Um, at what age were you when you when you landed in Albany? Uh, I was eight years old, and um, okay. you know, we didn't speak a word of English. So I was eight. My little brother was five. So they stuck us in public school right away. Um, within three months, we were fluent, no problem. And they they kind of held me back a year to second grade. But so from February to the end of the school year, I finished the year, and then they advanced me to fourth, which is where I should have been. So I kind of caught up, and then gotcha. in fifth. Fifth grade, I won the fifth grade spelling bee, so I did all right. Wow, fantastic. Now, how, how many languages do you speak now? Well, just um, Russian. Uh, um, my word supply is diminishing, but my accent's still pretty <laughs> good. And uh, English, a uh, little bit of Spanish, having lived here in San Diego for many right. years. You know, just enough to get my teeth kicked in or go salsa dancing, one or the other. <laughs> or do both. Um Okay, so let's segue a little bit into um, toward your book by with a short stop at how did you get um, how did you, how did you start Sight Tuners? Well, uh, Sight Tuners is an interesting story. I've been in digital marketing since the early days, like shortly after Al Gore invented the interwebs. <laughs> uh, back in '95, I started my first agency to help launch new dot-com businesses. And we did that until the dot-com crash. And then I looked around at the wreckage and said, well, what can I do that's transferable? And that's when pay-per-click marketing was just coming up. So I started a new company to focus on pay-per-click management. We were one of the first overture bidding tool vendors. This is before, you know, well, actually it was GoTo at the time and became overture, mm-hmm. Yahoo Search. Real early on, we developed the tool that would uh, automate the bidding of large keyword portfolios. And uh, then from there, jumped into uh, affiliate marketing because we said, well, we're driving traffic. We know how to get good PPC traffic. Why not put our own money behind it and become a super affiliate and ran a bunch of different offers? Uh, And then the final kind of aha moment for me was, well, we're sending good traffic, but it's not converting because your landing pages really suck and your websites are horrible. So that became the big issue. And we realized that you know, the tail was wagging the dog. So we got rid of the PPC management, the affiliate stuff, and we became, Site Tuners became a pure conversion rate optimization agency. Probably the first one. Yeah, I would say no. The Eisenbergs in New York, Brian and Jeffrey Eisenberg, yeah. uh, good friends of mine. They they were probably in it first, uh, you know. But yeah, we were right there. They had a company called Future Now Inc. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So you have a good solid background in PPC. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, it's a hand and glove. You got to get the traffic there and then meet their expectations. That's what the conversion part's all about. Uh, and yeah. Absolutely. So, so what? What? Just out of curiosity, I'm trying to bounce around like this, but we, you and I don't 
get an opportunity to talk much. Um, what, where has uh, the CRO part of the business been uh, lately and where's it going? Well, it's, it's kind of broken up, I'd say, into two pieces. Uh, one part of it's essentially been hijacked by the tool vendors. So there's a lot of, you know, A-B split testing tools out there, mm -hmm. a number of them, popular and unpopular. But um, the problem is that the metrics are now, like, how many tests did you run? You know, so it's testing velocity and this kind mm -hmm. of bullshit. And it's all about kind of the activity level on the, not what the test or strategy or any thought given to anything beyond testing. So, you know, the, for big companies that have the mother of all data rates, it's fine to do continual testing. But my problem with that kind of test at any cost mentality is that you end up doing pretty stupid tactical stuff and you run out of good ideas and you're testing the same pages or page sequences over and over and eventually it kind of just flattens out. You can't get any better. So what I tried to do with site tuners is to create a strategic conversion rate optimization agency, focused more on the concept of optimizing the whole business. So you can think of this as a, you know, a mini digital McKinsey um, that, that's looking at the business model, the offline experience, the culture, the marketing technology stack, um, the uh, customer journeys and alignment with with the values and the culture of the customers. So we, we're looking at it very holistically. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think there are some agencies that do that, but most of them are still in the kind of green button, orange button, tactical testing right. mode, which I find very unfortunate. Right. Yeah, and, and it's, it's also unfortunate that uh, the kind of uh, optimization you're talking about uh, is difficult takes time. That's a real key right there. It takes a lot of time. And uh, kind of uh, as a result, it's expensive, and but worth every penny. I mean, you, it's not that hard to demonstrate what what a bounty uh, you would, uh, an advertiser uh, enjoys by getting a 0.01% uplift in uh, conversion rate. Oh, especially a mid-sized to large companies. I can tell you that we created 1.2 billion in documented value for our clients from the Googles and Nestle's of the world on down. So it works. You just have to do it right. Yeah. Hey, speaking of doing it right, we have some messages from our sponsors right now. So um, let's see. I think we'll be right back. Hold on, Tim. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, 
WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Mr. Tim Ash, the uh, author of my, one of my favorite books, sitting right here, Landing Page Optimization, and another couple of books, one of which let's segue into talking about right now. Um, first of all, what's the title, Tim? Uh, well, the title of my, of my latest book is Unleash Your Primal Brain, Demystifying How We Think and Why We Act. Nice. Um, now, now, what was the, what was the previous one? Well, the previous, the two books were two editions of my book, Landing Page Optimization. Oh, okay, right. Guide to Testing and Tuning. Of course, I know your copy is well earmarked and uh, scribbled yep. on. I, and uh, that, that one was uh, really applied, obviously, to digital marketing. I wrote everything I could into it that I knew about conversion rate optimization at the time. This book is broader. It's about evolutionary psychology which is a huge topic. So it's not applied necessarily to online marketing or neuromarketing. Um, it's, it's a broad overview. I can talk about it some more if you like. Yes, I'd love to hear about it. So the, so the, the, the important thing here is why I wrote the book. What I, there's a lot of great stuff coming out in behavioral economics and neuromarketing and um, how to change your habits and live a happier life, all of that stuff. But the problem was all of these different fields didn't connect. And to me, the connection point is our brains are the end result of billions, literally, of years of evolution. So shouldn't we take that into account in terms of understanding ourselves? So I tried to do this broad sweep arc without any of the technical jargon or citing the same old scientific studies everybody else trots out and rehashes. I wanted a kind of a, a non technical version of what makes us human from the earliest life on earth and the stuff we share with other life forms to what makes us uniquely human. So the book covers neurochemistry, our mammalian stuff, um, language, gender differences, culture, our need for consistency and um, our social kind of commitments and keeping those. So it's, it's a very powerful book uh, it's distilled down from about 50 books that I read. Nice. So um, why should our readers or our listeners um, read the book? Ah, well, I, like I said, it's broad-based. It's not applied to anything. Uh, if you go to um, – I'm planning to have a series of books. So eventually, after a long break, I plan to have a series of books like Primal Brain Marketing, Primal Brain Leadership, Primal oh, Brain okay. Selling, and so on. Those will be applied and more – you know, very much uh, kind of workbook style. How does, what can I get out of it? Uh, but this one is an overview. So it works for anyone that's got a brain and wants to understand how, how it works. So it's great for a business audience. It's great if you want to improve relationships. It's fantastic for personal development. But from the business side, there's a lot of ways that people make decisions that we think are rational when they're really not. So understanding all of those biases and what moves us and how we really make decisions as marketers, that's the evergreen stuff. That's what we all need to be focused on. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So what's, what's an example? Let's, let's play with uh, some examples. 
Okay, uh, well, one would be loss aversion, for example. This is an yeah. important principle. I mean, our brains evolved to not get killed by the charging bear yeah. versus, you know, oh, look, that's a really sweet strawberry on that bush. Okay, mm -hmm. one's upside, one's downside. Your, your brain's constantly scanning for threats. So anything that is negative, that negativity bias is about two to one in terms of motivating people. Mm. In other words, if I say to you, it's like, hey, don't burn your hand on the hot stove versus here's a nice scoop of ice cream. I know which one's going to motivate you more to act. Interesting. Yeah. And so one of the things that we, we told our clients and we made a lot of money for them when they listened to us was don't be nice. All these brands are like, we're the world's greatest solution for blah, blah, blah. And we'd say, no, start with the pain. Yeah. Tell them what life is like without your solution. Rub salt into the wound. Make them feel horrible about staying on their current trajectory. And only then will they see the value of what you're trying to get them to do. Okay. Let me see if I can translate that into uh, uh, situations with, with some of my clients. Um, let's say, I, let's pretend I had a client that sold cryptocurrency. And... Mm -hmm. uh, the ad messaging and landing page messaging was all about uh, the ease of, of doing the transaction, um, the, the speed with which the transaction can be accomplished. Uh, so all positive stuff. Yeah. Um, are you saying a better alternative would, would be uh, lock in your great today? It's going to change momentarily. Uh, I think it's it's even more fundamental. It goes to the values of who would want to use cryptocurrency, you know. So, um, you know, negative stuff like, hey, do you want the government watching your every move? Do you want your, you know, personal stuff and what you spend your money on to be tracked and reported to, to credit bureaus? You know, or do you want, you know, to um, be able to be a, a free person, you know, with liberty and autonomy and, and to live your life uh, free of you know, government intrusion or corporate spying. Okay? Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like, yeah. you have to rub salt into the wound first, though. Gotcha. Interesting. What's another, let's, let's think of another example. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, let me, uh, another, let me, another well, principle that I talk about in, in the book is, our need for commitment and consistency. We basically evolved at an evolutionary level to transmit culture and cooperate. And one of the things that means uh, that that means is that we faithfully copy the behavior of other people around us, no matter mm -hmm. how stupid or extraneous, or even when we don't know what its purpose is, we're just imitators. So if you can, uh, the reason that, for example, um, influencer marketing works, or um, you know, badges of various kinds of popularity. If you say everybody's doing it, that's a really, really powerful motivation. So always, always, always lean on that bandwagon effect and say, hey, look, we're number one. Everyone's doing it. Great, uh, you know, important people are saying we're great. Let's do a, put all of that into the equation to persuade me on a social peer pressure level. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm trying so many I'm, applications I mean, to the marketing. It's pretty much every time you want someone to, to change their behavior and do what you're asking them to do, you have to persuade them. And all the persuasion stuff is not logical at all. Gotcha. So uh, let me ask you this about um, let's let's translate this or, or apply it to 
uh, banner ads. Okay. Now, let's say there are two schools of thought. One of them is um, the banner ad uh, imagery should uh, mirror what the person looking at the ad would like to achieve for themselves. So, for example, uh, weight loss product, skinny person. Um, uh, I'm thinking of a couple clients here. One, we've got one that uh, uh, appeals to, or it's a service for uh, gig workers, Uber drivers. All right, well, let's take the weight loss one because that's kind right. of an obvious and that's a visual example. Um, okay. It, it, you know, again, I would rub salt into the wound and um, it'd be a two-parter. Show you how bad it is without doing what I'm asking you to do and then show you how good it is afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, do you want to be, do you want to be at, at risk for serious diseases? Do you want to be unable to do activities with your you know, your friends because of your, of your weight? Do you want to uh, have fewer chances to be in, you know, uh, intimate relationships with people that find you attractive? You know, it's like, that's the salt into the wound part, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you say, look, whoever did our keto diet or whatever the, the weight loss thing is, you know, you know, 50,000 people have done it. 95% of them would recommend it to your, their friends. Here's some testimonials. Yeah. So you see kind of it's a one-two punch. First, you have to get me off my comfortable spot and only then back it up with social proof and uh, all of this you know, bandwagon effect that I was talking about. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. When we come back from the next set of sponsor messages, which are coming up right now, uh, I, got, I have a good, another good example I want to ask you about. So hold on, Tim. Listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. 
Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back in the home stretch with Tim Ash. And that's why I'm going to speak quickly. Okay, so another example. Let's say it's um, auto insurance. A couple different uh, images. One of them is an elephant sitting on a car. Another one is happy family sitting in front of their house in front of a car that is perfectly intact. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just going to barf right there. (laughs) Don't do the happy family. Okay. Do do the do the uh, you know what what do you want to insure? It's like do you remember the Michelin Man commercials where there's a baby inside of a tire, this smiling, giggling little chubby baby? Yeah, they were they weren't selling tires; they were selling the safety of your family, and that was absolutely the right thing to do. It's like, would you want to like can do you want to keep your family safe? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to not you know wreck your whole world because of you know uh, some drunk driver hitting you? That's why you need the auto insurance. You don't okay, so sell the how, happy family. How do you depict that? Uh, you know, we've actually had like a home security people, uh, like an ADT type system where they had uh, like their little equipment and the happy family ad on the front. And we said, stop that. We had a burglar with a Jimmy bar breaking into the sliding glass door. That was, and that worked way, way uh, better. Uh-huh. Yeah. So always, always go for the negative as a motivation. Wow. Don't let this be you. Let, um, them, let them marinate in the, what it's like to, to not have what you're giving them. You, you've changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Now, wh- where, did, where did I come up with this impression that, uh, you know, you, you depict uh, people in situations that the viewer should aspire to or wants to aspire to? I don't know. I mean, I think that that's, that's just... Um, marketers don't, I mean, I've heard this conversation many times and, and some of our great ideas were shot down by cowardly marketing people because they said, that's off brand. We don't say bad things. We don't even, not only do we not talk about our competitors being worse, but we don't even just say bad things. That's not in our brand guidebook. Uh, okay. so I think it's just like this kind of creeping combination of laziness and cowardice is how I look at among marketing people. They, they're afraid to have a point of view. Wow. I have a lot of apologies to make. (laughs) (laughs) How do I do that and get more business? Hmm. There's, there's plenty of opportunity to be effective with, uh, with negative stuff. Absolutely. And and you don't have to be a jerk about it. You're just Uh saying, imagine life with, you know, if you continue on your current path and then dig at all the implications of that. Nice. Well, at this point in the uh, in the uh, show, I usually do a couple of things. I say, um, "How would you like people to contact you?" Well, that that's easy enough. So, um, just some quick background. I have two websites. So, the, uh, one is timash.com, and that's about my public speaking, internet consulting. If you want to train your marketing department, or if you want to have me advise one of your senior executives behind the scenes. Um, also where I have my expert website reviews, I guarantee those. So I'll tell you your baby is ugly and back mm-hmm. it up. And, um, I've so seen him do that. Yep. Uh, so very, if you want to go good, to that, that's timash.com. And then the book is primalbrain.com. And you get all the information, full table of contents, everything, ability to, to get the audio ebook or print versions of it. So primalbrain.com. Okay. 
and if they wanted to uh, is there like a contact form on each of those um you know i mean i'm i'm not hiding behind any any contact forms just email me tim at timash.com and i'll personally answer your emails nice very nice and usually i ask on this uh this is the first time i've taped uh post the pandemic uh, shutdown and uh, I usually ask, uh, what conferences are you speaking at soon? <laughs> and, oh, that's a sore subject. So a year ago, I actually sold Site Tuners after 19 years. It's now run by uh, our, our capable uh, colleague, Marty Greif. Um, oh. And uh, he also took over the Digital Growth Unleashed Conference, which used to be called the Conversion Conference. Oh. Um, and I pivoted towards public speaking and keynote speaking all over the world. Uh, so not ideal. I've lost about a hundred grand and six engagements, um, you know, in Italy, Russia, Brazil, Argentina between April and August of the, of 2020. So, uh, that was rough. I'm doing a lot of virtual events and focusing uh -huh. on my book launch, but, uh, yeah, not, not wow. exactly ideal for anybody, but certainly not good to be involved in large-scale events. I guess I was not. supposed to speak in front of 17,000 at Digitalks in Brazil this month. Uh, Brazil, something else happened with you in Brazil recently, like yesterday or the day before. Oh, yeah, I got featured in Estadao, which is basically like the Wall Street Journal of Brazil. It's one of the second largest paper in, in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and uh, I had a feature interview on it. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. Boy, that's one for the scrapbooks, for the virtual scrapbooks. <laughs> Well, look, Tim, I'm delighted you uh, got to spend so much time with us today, and uh, we'll, we'll do it more frequently from now on. That'd be great. I always enjoy it. It's, it's my absolute pleasure, my friend. Mine too, and, and uh, sorry to hear about that, that speaking loss. Um, I, I know for a fact I owe you money, so I'll look for the check. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, best to you and your family, and I hope uh, we see each other virtually or otherwise soon. I'm hoping in person. That would be my Me preference. Too. Me too. Well, thanks again, Tim. And thank you, listeners. Come back in a couple weeks and we'll have another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.